0: Welcome to the World Changers in Tech podcast, where we bring you the most exciting, passionate, impact-driven tech entrepreneurs and actors changing the world one tech at a time. Our episodes foster the sustainable development goals to inspire, build, and grow a sustainable future. So get to know your SDGs and World Changers in Tech. My name is Anna Yukiko Bickenbach, and let's get on to today's episode. Dear World Changers and Tech listeners, today we find ourselves living in changing times, Corona times, one that has created challenges and many adjustments, but mostly as we would like to see them here at German Tech, we see it as a time to innovate and create chances from opportunities. Our physical events, meetups and open lectures had to be canceled, but instead of them being lost, we decided that we would rather digitize them for you so you can also be a part of it. We wanted to include you, our community, in all aspects. So we've adapted our approach to edit down our live digital events so you can hear them as well. We hope you get the most out of it, enjoy it, stay healthy and stay tuned. And we're looking forward to many more episodes with you guys. I would like to introduce you to Björn. He's the CEO of Voyo. Hello, Björn.
1: Hi, Anna. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me here.
0: Welcome to our World Changes in Tech format, and why don't we get started? How about, I was wondering, what does VOYO stand for something?
1: Um, VOYO is a combination of you and I in an Italian way, which is combined always a we. And um, we want to create a we, better society, a better um, company culture, and a good relationship to our customers and bottom line that you can always do only as a we, as a team, and that's how the name came up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Okay, wonderful. Uh, Go ahead and tell us about what you guys exactly do and how did you come up with Voyo? Um,
1: Yes, let me try to uh, jump back in history a little bit. Um, uh, How did we came up with Voyo? I have been, before founding Voyo, um, I've been the CEO from another um, tech company in Hamburg, and um, working there, um, I remember back the times when my um, some of my staff asked me, um, employees asked me if they can bring their children to um, to work um, because school was closed or kindergarten was closed, and they were asking if the kids can spend time because they didn't know where to bring the kids. So childcare, holiday childcare was an issue. And yeah, I remember the situation when we had um, four kids sitting in our big office uh, with 30 degrees outside, wonderful sun, and they were spending basically their summer vacation in our office. And that was uh, the first situation when I re- realized, okay, there's something wrong. I realized or uh, called, re- recalled my, my personal memories, spending wonderful um, yeah, holidays in children camps, holiday camps and thought, okay, why are these parents not using them? And um, bottom line, I that was basically the moment when I realized uh, holiday or childcare, specifically in the 85 days of holiday time for kids, is on the one hand side, a great issue um, for the employer, because he has to think about providing ways uh, or to basically balance the uh, supporting the employees. And uh, on the other hand side, more importantly for the parents themselves, um, who in many cases don't really find a suitable yeah holiday care for their kids. That was when the idea was born, and uh, me and two co-founders who also worked back then, um, Kerstin and Tolga at Event Inc., we decided to, um, yeah, uh, found Voyo that was Back in July two thousand eighteen, so almost two years now from now, and we started it um, Vou as a platform for exclusively corporate holiday childcare. Means, in other words, you know, a solution for the problem of the eighty-five days of school-free time in um, um, form of a platform where. Employees from our partner companies can basically log in and find quality vetted, price reduced um, yeah, holiday care programs for their kids. Um, also specifically suited to the needs of uh, working parents. meets means extended uh, care times, um, yeah, mobility options, and so on. So that's uh, how we founded the company. And... If you had asked me before Corona, what we are doing, that wasn't had been my answer. Uh, if you ask me now, we have since then um, launched two more products uh, in the area of childcare mm-hmm. um, as a result of Corona, as you can imagine, because there was a point when we realized people are not really inter- or people are not really interested to think right now about um, yeah, what, where to send their kids and in the, in the holidays. And we thought, okay, what can we do well? You know, what kind of resources do we have? And we basically launched two more services, which comprise now a whole portfolio of services all around the area of childcare. Concretely, a backup care solution, mm-hmm. which, um, where we basically connect um, or provide um, babysitters or vetted uh, caregivers to companies or the employees, and where they they go home to the parents and basically take care of the child physically. And the second one is um, our virtual events um, which we started roughly three four weeks ago as a response of the fact that all our holiday programs in the Easter time basically were were cancelled and we were thinking okay still all the parents are sitting at home and um, yeah, you can imagine for everyone who has a child at home, you know, it's, it's quite a crazy time. Those children don't have any social interaction they, and they, they, all the families sit together the whole day. Parents and many times have to work and we thought, okay, let's provide uh, yeah, or vi- a virtual events line means kids could. Um, yeah, we are, we are basically virtual doing virtual uh, programs for them, like doing something like little programming courses and so on. And yeah, we launched that four weeks ago, and since then, basically also growing that vertical quite rapidly with great demand.
0: Oh, okay. So and let's go back to 2018, when you guys first started proposing this with corporates, and you probably did a type of MVP. What were the first um, activities that you offered a child? Like, what, what were the child's experience with the, the digital product so we can envision better how that worked?
1: I mean, the, to to clarify, the product itself it's completely offline. It's holiday courses yeah, for the kids, um, and the first courses we provided were yeah, basic courses like soccer camps, um, uh, drawing camps, and so on for kids. Just doing on a weekly basis, kids were spending their time from eight in the morning to five five in the afternoon. Um, yeah, and we were growing that portfolio of offerings, basically with the demand, realizing that. Children these days are as individual as we are and have till now an offering of 2,000 different um, yeah, offers for kids, ranging from something in the area of tech programming, drone camps, up to clearly something like uh, nature experiences with a worldwide vVF and WWF fund. And um, yeah, so I have a great portfolio and wide variety of services, which we basically have um, yeah, provide in a platform system. So okay. parents log into the system um, with the credentials from their company, and from there they can basically s- search, select, and book the provider the required care they need for their kids in the holiday time.
0: So that was the physical part before Corona. Right. Yeah. Is that, and that's where the big pivot basically came is that you guys realized there was this big digital or like uh, virtual need to provide kind of all your knowledge and experiences you've collected and then funnel into a virtual world. How difficult was that to envision? Like, what were your baby steps in order to figure out what could fit in a virtual world Like, why? how could you translate some of these physical things into a virtual thing?
1: To be honest, I think you you can't really transfer. I mean, the experience itself, I think at the bottom line, we're convinced that um, personal experience for a child in the nature or somewhere is definitely the better way to go than sitting for a PC. I think we all do that our whole lifetime. So um, we are convinced that childhood should, um, in most cases, yeah, um, enjoy, you know, the social and personal interaction and nothing in front of the screen. However, um, yeah, clearly we could, we could, um, the learnings we can transfer from typical holiday care to a virtual camps are, have been simply about the interests of children and what you could apply in front of a screen and how you could also find, um, which was probably the most tricky part, finding a way of not just moderating something to the kids Mm -hmm. uh, because, In other words, we were always thinking like otherwise they can also watch a video tool or something or a YouTube uh, tool. So um, we had to find a a good way between on the one hand side social interaction and on the other hand side also trying to get around the problem that there are eight really young kids sitting in front of the camera and everyone wants to say something. And um, yeah, from that and talking to some of our, let's say, core providers, best providers in our portfolio and asking them what do they think is the best way we... Yeah, we came up with our virtual camps. However, the transferring knowledge from the offline uh, experience to the online experience have been quite limited. We had to, mm-hmm.
0: but could you give it? Or could you give us some examples? Is it is it kind of like story time, or what? Could you give us a, a, an example? For example, I sign up over my corporate to have my child spend what is it usually like is it two hours is it three hours like what are even the time slots and
1: yeah i mean from the user journey it's simply you as a parent as a working parent in one of our partner companies you can uh, log into our platform and you will find a wide variety of courses ranging from courses from four to fourteen years and ranging from for the very young kids more something like reading and drawing drawing something like that um, to for the more older kids, something like coding courses and classes up to uh, for the for the older ones or the teens um, something like journalism courses where they can basically produce their own video and yeah um, do something like that and also depending on the age we also clearly set up the time frame for the program it means um, for the younger kids we we usually um, plan for one hour and the older ones we engage to up to two hours so this is the range we are doing yeah.
0: uh, and I mean that must have been a very uh, interesting experience like a learning curve to figure out how do children even respond to a virtual uh, you know display or them trying to get them engaged are there some uh, learnings you could share with us I mean, was there something that was really difficult where you guys were like, "Damn, we thought it would work and it it, it didn't"?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, to underline, our, we are four weeks um, doing these camps um, or these virtual events, so still we are at the beginning of our learning curve. But um, for sure, the first, let's say, batch we we launched um, has been. Um, we definitely learned that you have to plan 50 minutes in advance to plan all the tech setup. As we just did Anna in advance, we were meeting here at Zoom 10 minutes beforehand, just to ensure that camera and microphone is working. And we do that in our camps as well, because the first courses we launched, we always planned like, yeah, 90 minutes, starting straight with the logging in the kids. But um, in many cases, you have to realize, I mean, we all, we all, all experience that probably on a daily basis. Um, on a daily basis. Yeah, and that way we realized we wanted to start with the kids, but half of them were not able to log in or to unmute the microphone or whatever. So this was definitely the greatest learning we had to make. And beyond that, we also learned that it doesn't have to be so sophisticated it doesn't has doesn't mean that we don't need uh, that we don't um, uh, yeah, that we don't take care for quality. All our camp providers are people who have experience um, working with kids and who in many cases, depending on the program, also have experience in the field they're providing the course. And however, we learned that in many cases, the children are just happy to finally meet a different group of kids Um, and doing something differently than they have done the last um, weeks, sitting in home office with their kid, with their family. And um, so they are really, really, the kids are really, really grateful. The parents have been really, really grateful. And um, yeah, as your question was at the beginning, we thought, okay, we have to provide everything has to be thought well through. And um, with that, we just learned, okay, technology has to work, but as long the infrastructure is given uh, you can, Yeah, you can interact. And as we are doing it, basically just, you know, like, yeah, we're just doing it freestyle.
0: Freestyle. (laughs) So So the kids can see each other. So they're also, that means it's not like a a, a one person telling the child maybe to this this and that, but there's also like a group dynamic because you have other children that are also tuning in.
1: Yeah, that was our one of our main objectives, because we said, OK, what's the result right now of all the kids sitting in the home office? They don't have really social interaction. You know, some of them clearly also do to Skype and so on. But however, the social interaction right now suffers quite a lot. And that's, I think, for chil- especially for children, something I mean, we all experience that probably. But I think for children, this is something really dramatic. And um, with setting up the courses, we had three objectives in mind, having fun, um, learning experience. And last, but definitely not least, probably the most important social interaction. So the kids really have the chance to meet new kids from somewhere else, probably a district farther down in the city, and um, yeah, and try to put that into a good program.
0: Do you, do you know by chance, I mean, I know the age groups are probably different, but what's been the most popular activity? Is there something that pops out? that you realize or you guys realize that this this is something that they just continuously want more of?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a funny part about it. At the beginning we thought about super sophisticated courses like design courses with asana for for children and so on and um, and we learned out we learned that especially the courses which are as i said more freestyle like reading a story with the kids and telling them um, telling them okay let's now i just was reading out chapter number 1 let's all draw a picture to the, to that and so on you know like not very very highly structured uh, programs but more the just a simple idea of you know, having someone who spends time with you and other kids in your group and doing something with purpose, which goes beyond maybe sitting in front of the TV or something. And that's what I meant with freestyle. Um, we found out as more sophisticated our products have been, as at le- least they have been demanded.
0: Okay. And what, what's the feedback been from the parents?
1: The feedback is very good. Uh, the feedback is very, very grateful. I think um to understand is also our all, our courses are completely free we offer them to all our um yeah platform customers for free mm-hmm. uh, so they can really use them on a daily basis without concerning about budget or uh, paying for that because company supports them in that uh, regard and they're really really happy because they always what we hear it's um, it's like a, something a highlight for the day. The kid is looking for it, yeah. And that's that's I think one of the great aspects that parents really appreciate. Because uh, to be honest, I mean, it's just for instance one or two hours care time. So this is not for definitely not, um, yeah, giving you uh, like setting the kid in front of the PC and it will return, yeah, at the evening when I have are responded all my emails. I think we have to accept the fact that um, or we never actually had that in mind to have a daycare for the kids in front of the screen. I think that's definitely nothing uh, which makes sense from pedagogic side. And it's also nothing that the the parents and the market demands, but the parents are really, really happy to have, you know, every day there's a highlight and uh, Laura or Tommy (laughs) is saying like, Oh, at 10 o'clock the course starts with that. And that, that's something they really appreciate. They really say they help. We ask them after every, um, uh, course, they are taking uh, how the experience was and i uh, rating from, uh, from 1 to 10, and uh, if they can imagine to do something uh, like that, after, even after Corona, and um, I think 100% respond yes, even after Corona and home office and uh, social shutdown times, I can imagine to use that format again, firstly, and secondly, our NPS score is like 9.4, so it's like super high and um, yeah, it's really good. It's really nice um, to see there's something growing with impact, um, yeah, giving, giving all those families and especially the kids, you know, a smile in the day.
0: Well, I was going to say, with a, I know from experience, trust me, an hour is worth of gold, right? So I'm sure there's a lot of parents, uh, maybe in the the, watching right now or listening in, uh, they can attest that you can do a lot within an hour, right? And that helps uh, keep your sanity. Uh, For any anyone that would want to participate as a private individual, what would be the answer if they wanted to enroll? their child in a Voyo program?
1: Unfortunately not. It would be probably the same answer as you would get from GymPass or somewhere. Uh, we are happy to support you, um, yeah, pushing the thing through at your employer, but it wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't. Yeah, um, it's a pure B2B platform, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: But So here's a, here's a sales point. So that means the parent would have to approach their employer, and the employer would get themselves in your program. Is that correct?
1: That would work. That's true, and that's that's the way how it would work. Like like with gym pass, you know, you can basically ask your employer to introduce that, and we experienced that experience that, that quite a bit, because for certain uh, keywords, uh, for Google, we are ranking quite high, and we get lots of parents asking us, "Can I get access to your platform?" And unfortunately. Has some strategic ideas behind it. Um, uh, we always have to say, "I'm sorry, we are sorry, we can't." But you can always forward it to your employer, and um, we are working hard together with the parents that we open it up. Then, uh, yeah, convincing the employer that it's worth the investing.
0: Okay, and uh, I wanted to because we talked about this a little bit before when we were on the phone together. Um, I find it very—it's good to to talk about it in terms of like screen time. For example, in the US, I think the average American is watching like eight hours of TV a day. Uh, there's different, you know, views to how you know how much screen time you should have or not. How did you guys approach that when, you know, did the Voyo products?
1: I mean, we are we are still talking if we talk about Voyo products, probably about the virtual events. Um, yes. I mean, our we are convinced, firstly, firsthand, um, Screen time is part of our life these days. And um, I think there's good and there's bad screen time. Uh, I think the screen time where you are uh, sitting on your smartphone the whole time, nervously changing from Instagram to WhatsApp and so on, um, that's definitely proven that's not good for us. Um, I think, and that's maybe a chance um, from this corona crisis and from services and tech tech popping up there, uh, I think screen time can also be quality time. Um, you know, and it and that was one of the approaches we had. We said like, okay, it has to be quality time because, um, it needs to be fun because we don't want to be, you know, the kids are already doing lots of homeschooling these days. Um, so it should be a highlight for them. They should have fun on it, but it should also not be, uh, I think, you know, playing PlayStation is also fun for a nine or a 10 year old. But it's probably that's probably not the good screen time you should you should have a lot of. So, anyways, I think um, we can. If I think screen time is not necessarily bad, there's good and bad screen time. Um, however, we are convinced that um, the physical exp- or the fi- experiences and physical experience you make and yeah and true life and not in front of a screen are still something really really valuable. And we would never aim to substitute. Screen time with real life experience of a child, which I think are moments you cannot subsidize.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think but. it was, and I think it was interesting. You said from the age groups of like four to fourteen, you know, with the younger ones, you said it's like an hour uh, probably, and then the older they are, the more meticulous maybe some of the things are that they can do, and so it's um, maybe a two or three hours, maybe max for a fourteen-year-old programming or.
1: That's, that's, that's definitely max. Most of yeah. them are two hours. Um, we have consecutive uh, courses, means, um, you know, a course which starts in the morning and progresses in the afternoon. However, you could, even though you missed maybe the course in the morning, you could join the one in the afternoon. However, you could also, you know, it's like a, still there's a storyline going through and that's also what we see, you know, that they join for an hour in the morning and join another hour in the afternoon. Um, and same with the older ones. However, mentioning that um, courses for the older ones are definitely lower, less demanded than courses.
0: Um, right. For yeah. For kids. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, And now a very interesting point. I also wanted us to talk about is SCG five gender equality is basically how uh, you guys are able to, yeah, uh, what do you call it? iron out the creases in, in gender equality? Could you? Maybe you can go into that. Like why would you know digital child care or uh Voyo be able to balance that out more equally?
1: How it supports it. How uh, it
0: supports it, yeah. Because I think sometimes we don't always think about this, but you told me about uh because I don't want to say what you told me, but
1: I think, um, yeah, I mean, maybe just take a step back now from the virtual camps, yeah. more to the childcare aspect in general, uh, I think childcare is always very, very closely related to uh, gender equality, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think as better the services around childcare, and also going in hand with the topic of today, as better the technology, um, as better the gender equality can become, I'm sure, for that. Um, so I think it's very, very closely related because as, as better the the support system uh, around childcare and as better women are supported to balance uh, work and uh, family, uh, as better we are supporting that, and that's definitely one of the reasons why uh, we are, yeah, one of our main people to talk to in organizations are uh, diversity responsible people or gender equality responsible. And um, yeah, so definitely it's it had a great impact on that. But uh, I think that's also the reason why I took the step back from the virtual events. Right. That's a... In general,
0: big, it's a general, general thing. Yeah, that's a
1: very general thing. And that's a great societal task, but um, it's definitely great.
0: Right, because even as progressive as we think we might be in, in Germany or Europe, you know, uh, I think we can say that a lot of child care is with the mother, um, and therefore we're giving mom a little bit more play field, uh, but even dads, right? So it's like both, both sides. And what you said earlier, you said a lot of corporates were approaching you guys because at the higher management level, they're also feeling it, like they're with Corona. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah with corona we feel that uh, especially with the virtual um, events that that's something yeah, that goes from top of the top of the hierarchy to down to the bottom yeah um, and unfortunately yeah as higher you go in the hierarchy as more you go into top management as higher are the as a, as a share of um, males Um, so however in this specific case I think um, it's not a it's not about um, mother or father Uh, we all suffer from these problems right now however when we observe our service of holiday care um, we definitely see a tendency that it's more pushed by the by the women Um, Mm. for instance I I think I mentioned that one of our greatest share of customers comes comes from the area of hospitals And why that? Um, Unfortunately, bottom line, um, you know, if it comes to childcare, uh, but um, it always still goes back to the woman. And that's the reason why we are so successful in that market segment, because uh, it's always like, oh, you do that? That's awesome. We have so many women. And that's, that's definitely a fact. However, right now we see that shifting a little bit in everyone
0: which is great. So we can, you know, you could sense that's a a sign that times are changing. So, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, where do you guys, now that you had to do this, you know, you guys are relatively young and you had this, you know, pivot with Corona and you kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say accidentally, maybe you had it in your plan already to do some virtual offerings, but now you have these intense, uh, four weeks. How has that shifted maybe where you'd like to be in two years? Where do you guys see yourself in two years?
1: Yeah, maybe you know you said it earlier. Maybe this crisis has changed some things to the good in terms of uh, equality, gender equality. I think this this crisis, as dramatic it is, and we all hope that it doesn't come too bad um, for all of us, and that at some point we will get in control of it. In general, I think um, it also has speed up many developments we have. And evolvements we have anyways gone through, and which always has been on the agenda of our social agenda. Yeah, saying something like gender equality, but also you know the the whole use of um, video conferencing tools. I think we will see quite good effects for our society. Also, you know, people maybe realize I don't have to fly for a business meeting to to Barcelona. I can also do it via web conf- um, conference, and. Why I'm saying that, because it's basically the same for us with Voyo, um, we always had these plans in mind um, to basically extend our our offerings in the area of child care, in the area of family support. And Corona has basically speeded up that process and uh, given, uh, given us the vision, yeah, or basically um, gave us the time to to feel our vision even more and to really think it, think it through strategically. And where do we want to be? To answer your question to the point uh, where do we want to be in two years. Um, I think our vision is to really um, and in two years our objective should be that um, the well-being of the family um, becomes to an even greater um, point of or success factor for a company. We see our op- our objective and our purpose should be as Voyo should be to open up the eyes from companies that um, family, a family friendly culture, which supports um, yeah, a happy family, um, is can be a crucial success factor in the market. Because, um, and that's basically a little bit given our purpose. Um, you would probably agree when you and families. I think a, b- a very broadening um, meaning. If you would, uh, if you have a great day and start out, you know, with a good uh, breakfast with your family, and you are not fighting, and you don't have like a time, time, crazy time frame in mind, and you go with that feeling to work, you will work much more productive also. And I think there is a direct economically uh, return of invest if a company supports families, and that's objective from here that much more companies also in the SME sector have realized uh, the importance of investing in a family-friendly company culture and providing uh, uh, an innovative infrastructure.
0: I think that's a great way to to end our talk with uh, the statement of the future should be investing more in family-friendly structures. And I think if you're a parent or a company and also want to take this path, then you guys should definitely get a hold of Bjorn at Voyo. We will make sure to have all our links um, provided to you uh, in the next email, as well as uh, whatever format you guys see us in right now. So with that, Bjorn, I would like to say thank you very much for being part of our World Changer and Tech talk. And we hope to catch up with you again soon.
1: Thanks. Thank you very much. And that was very nice. Great talk. Thank you.
0: Danke, take care everyone, tschüss. That was a wrap here for us at the World Changers in Tech headquarters. Make sure you find us at our webpage, www.german.tech, and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date and receive exclusive invites to all our event formats. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Big thank you from the World Changers in Tech team here at German Tech, where we strive to inspire, build, and grow digital ecosystems for a sustainable future. Continue on on our SCGs and world changes in tech and tune in soon.